Hello, it is yours truly, Red A Rainbow. Thank you for tuning in to Sister Love. Pardon the audio. I am not using my microphone because it's currently packed up. I literally, I mean literally, just moved into some new digs. Um, I did something I haven't done in a long time. Like, I can't recall the last time that I went back to a place that I left. Um, And that's a little bit about what today's topic is. Shifting. Moving with your seasons. And so, for those who don't know me personally, let me loop you into a few things. Um, 22 has been a whirlwind year. I used to record a lot more frequently than what I have. Um, this year, I navigated my own medical issues, um, and it had been an 18 month to almost two year run of just not really good health. Um, not for effort, just where my health was. I, along with my mom, were both diagnosed with cancer in April of 22. Uh, My mom had stage 2 breast cancer. I had stage 1 uterine cancer. I underwent a procedure um, where I had to play God with my reproductive parts. Um, I've had all my reproductive parts removed. Um, I don't think anyone at 43 years old would really want to opt into that. But it was a quality of life decision with not a lot of time and I want to be careful how I said this um my decision was rooted in the fact of I was tired and I don't mean regular tired been fighting for my health for like two years and the fertility piece that's something that I knew I didn't want to make as a decision but I needed my quality of life and I wanted to live um my mom um stage two cancer so hers more aggressive it moved even within the two weeks where she had her between the announcement that she had cancer and when she had her surgery her stuff had already started spreading um she's doing good she's made it through chemo radiation is nuts and then a small procedure after that god willing my mom keeps up the fight um a little bit into family history. The majority of my aunts have fought it. I have three aunts who are alive who have fought it and survived. I have one aunt who I lost before I was even born. Um, We lost her at her tender age of 35 with five, six kids um, and 77. So, you know, the technology was not the same. The science wasn't the same. Bringing us up to speed, I had my surgery in June, went out on medical leave, and quit my job in the month of August. Um, I picked back up with school in the month of August. Last week was my first week back to school. I was cohort 16. Technically, I'm 17, but I'm I'm cohort 16 in my heart um, for my program for org change in leadership. And I'm going to defend really soon. Um, I'm a semester behind because I was struggling. Um, And that's what I want to talk about, shifting seasons. 
in my last few episodes when I talk about weariness and fatigue and medical um, care and things like that, as I hear myself talk about that, I hear how important the nine dimensions of wellness and well-being are. Um, They impact each other. Me having physical and some emotional struggles as related to my health impacted my spirituality. It impacted my ability to just show up for myself, let alone for other people, to lead other people, to continue my volunteer commitments. Like, when one of those dimensions is lopsided, it impacts all of them. It's just some are a little bit greater risk to be impacted compared to others. And so as I reflect back, because I'm in a different mental state, emotional state, physical state, financial state, um, I know that word balance is something that we talk about a lot. But for me, I don't know that it's balance that I'm looking for now that I have a new shot at life. That's what it feels like. Excuse me. I think what I want is to feel equilibrium. And I know someone's like, that means balance. That difference of choice word for me is an ebb and flow. I don't need my life to be black and white balanced scales. I need, and and this is easy for me to talk about because I think... I love what I did in her and been in higher education well over 17 years. But the difference is the younger version of Retta Rainbow didn't mind being in person consistently. The Retta Rainbow that's been going through two years of health has watched folks who, because of their positions, were able to remote work. While I was fighting with cancer and had to be in front of folks, People unaware that I had cancer. People unaware of my struggles. Or people aware. You know, my equity office dropped the ball. Um, They had their own staffing issues. And I didn't even get my equity request filled until a week before my surgery. At that point, it was a joke. But the bigger joke was there were people who could have been, I'm going to say it, my direct supervisor, could have been way more accommodating than he chose to be. That's on him. He can carry that weight. Um, literally, like that was one of the impacting decisions for me to even leave. Not that defining moment, but it overwhelmingly in higher ed, it's always been that for me. And whether it's because of my visible identities and some people are like, oh no, but it's also implicit and I'm going to say conscious bias. There's research and I'm doing it. People are so used to taking advantage of black and brown women and bodies. They don't care about us as women. They care about us as bodies and what we cover. And there's an article out. One of my colleagues shared it. Next post, I'll make sure I'll bring it. And it talks about how black women have empathy for everybody, but what is empathy for black women? And that's the one thing I did not receive going into my medical leave was empathy. Folks gave me lip service, but it was performative. Folks did not feel any shame, guilt, anything about working me to death, knowing that I was fighting for my life and I just needed 
some grace and some remote work days. The fact that I had to go to an equity office or something like that. But you know what? You know why I'm bringing that up? Not because it happened. That was the inkling that my seasons were changing. I needed and wanted and desired something to lessen the impact my health was having. But I worked at the wrong industry. I'm sorry, not sorry. Higher ed just doesn't move fast enough. And it's not just higher ed, it's student affairs. Student affairs isn't nimble enough. And you're going to continue to have people like me who, it's it's um, lifespan. If you think about psychology and educational psychology, it's lifespan. Me in my 30s and 20s versus me in my 40s, there are things happening in my body, in my mind, in my soul that need something different. And as you are able to benefit from my wisdom, you got to show up for me as a whole human, not a body in a seat that can get your bottom line done or who can keep a crisis off of your immediate plate. And thankfully, we've got enough people who are continually opting out because they're deciding for themselves the season has ended for what they used to be able to do. And that's why I'm bringing this up. It wasn't, it's not about what, what my boss did or what higher ed did. Or, it's my season changed. My lifespan is asking for something different of me. I'm not who I used to be. And I thought it was a lot of the pandemic, but it's the pandemic and I'm aging gracefully. And with that comes new trials and tribulations that I may have not endured in my 30s. Like I am fully in menopause now because of my surgery. Um, And that has been a whirlwind. And women have been in menopause and juggling the world. I know my mother juggled... Early menopause, hers started in her 30s. On top of, we were caretaking my grandmother in her last year and a half. And and she was working and in a demanding relationship and still raising children. And so women have been enduring menopause and hard periods and, oh my God, other reproductive needs for eons, right? But just because we have doesn't mean that we stay in that season. And what I, what I mean by that, because I know that part may be muddy. People who do not experience these things don't quite have the right level or depth of empathy that comes with it. I applaud the continents and countries where women's reproductive needs and just health are taken seriously in their they're provided the type of coverage and times off and flexibility. So why not to even have to divulge any of this to anybody? Two, remain their dignity. And three, just take care of yourself. Like, and that's the season I'm in. I want to be able to take care of myself. I remember before um, when I came back and I, oh, this was a hard debate, y'all. I kept, it hit me in July. I thought I was coming back to my job. You know, I had made, you know, my former boss, um, we had hired the executive director. I had got myself ready to work with this executive director. And this executive director is amazing, not name dropping. But if you want to know who it is, you can hit me up. If you work in higher ed, 
collaborate, this person is the bee's knees. And it's rare for me. I've experienced more bad than positive when it comes to direct leadership. I wish this person could have came in a year ago. And I think my life as an employee and somebody in the field would have been different. But that's just not how the cookie crumbled. Um, it's, so it was time for me to pass the baton. And that that's the season we're in. Um, but as that person was coming in, we started, you know, prepare for transitions. And I prepared myself mentally to at least just get through school, you know, what's next? I don't know. And I still don't know. Nah, it, July came around and I'm at home and I'm still trying to heal and I'm navigating a lot. And it just became clearer and clearer. Like I had this taste in my mouth of, I'm not going back. I, and I almost didn't come back off of leaving. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I didn't abandon my team when things got hard. I stayed an extra year. I actually had a job offer somewhere and I turned it down because I was escaping and running. That wasn't an escape exit. Um, It still would have been better, but I knew it was going to be short term before I would feel burnout again. And I'm tired of these cycles of burnout, but burnout is just like a warning indicator, like coming on in your, you know, on your dashboard, like, you know, like these areas of your wellness and dimension are thin and you can't keep being lopsided. You can't keep leaning on your spiritual uh, well-being to cover your emotional well-being. And your emotional well-being is is having a heyday on your financial well-being. That's what burnout really does, is letting you know you keep on. You're going to mess up your engine. You got a pinhole in your transmission. You about to, not changing your fuel ejection or getting your fuel ejection flush is going to cost you. That's what burnout signals. Um, And by the time July this summer happened, I knew it. I was like, I can't do it. It was the same feeling I had when I left um, my employer from South Carolina. It was, I clear as day could see. I was like, I I can't see myself being here another fall. And it was the same taste, same same feeling. And I did something similar. Um, That place, it was August 1, was my last day. But then here... August 12th was my last day. I literally came back. I made a, finally made a decision. Even that two weeks felt like it was going to be difficult, but it wasn't. Um, came back to a really, really nice gesture for my um, former direct um, boss um, and appreciate everything that he gave me. I look at everything on this continuum. I don't blame him for my experiences. Um, I think I gave both positive and negative lessons um, under his leadership, I think there's things that I could have did better. I know there's things that he could have did better, but that moment in time was supposed to happen. Um, again, because it pushed me to the season that I'm in now, where I can say, and I, we, we had this outgoing conversation where I looked across from him when he popped in my office, um, before our final week ended. And I was telling him, I was like, well, one, he, he literally said, I just want you to be happy. That's what I want for everybody. I was like, that's, it, I was like, that's all I'm going after. And he was like, you know, I know this is a period, you know, coming back from what you come back from, you get to decide what you want, like what comes after conquering such a thing. And I'm in total agreement and alignment. And for me, what comes after this is freedom. I've been talking about freedom for the last 10 years and 
I want structure. I That's why I've always worked for somebody. But I'm also realizing I may have to freelance. I may have to rely on some contract work. I may have to research how to, you know, carry your own insurance and benefits. Um, and I may have to, you know, run, you know, run my own business. Uh, that may be what I'm, I'm called to do because I don't want to truthfully give anybody a nine to five anymore. It's too much time. That's what I realized. It's too much of my time. Even for remote, I'll remote for a while. If I need to transition, I'll remote. But I know I'm probably not going to do it more than five years because I'm changing. I don't want to keep giving that many hours a day away to other people for their dreams. Um, I've been able to do some just... There's a, a hip-hop artist I really adore. I'm inspired by him. And I actually created a fan page for him. Like, yep, in my 40s, creating fan pages. But hey, don't put an age on it. It took me back to something that I thought I lost and was my creativity. You know, you could be good at something, but that doesn't mean that that's your current purpose. Or you may be living in it in a way that you're trading something off and something that I've lost especially in the last five years is my creativity I leverage my creativity for strategy and that's a part of creativity for me like my brain can just go any direction with creativity that's why I worked in operations for so long I can always see a different way I can always see patterns like it's that visual and that tactile collaboration for me and I got that back though completely on my own, unsolicited, been working with graphic arts. I was certified in graphic arts as I graduated from my high school. We were a vocational high school and we were able to take shop classes where we could get certified. And I never did it. I went off to college and that's why I didn't get certified. Um, I didn't have a vehicle and it was a local certification. And I always told people I graduated and I could have worked at a shop. Like, I took graphic arts class, so I know how to make awards and plaques and um, any kind of sticky pad and just, you know, paint, you know, graphics. I know how to go back there and develop things in the in a, in a black, uh, black room. I'm probably saying it wrong. But anyway, photo lab. And I love it. And I always used it and leveraged like maybe 10% of it. I would wake up in the middle of the morning, two, three, four o'clock in the morning with an idea, divinity, God, and then launch it. And then I watch these strangers who don't know me from a can of paint play along with me, coming up with all these robust ideas. And I thrived in it. When people used to ask me that question, what would you do for free? I never really had a clear answer, but I have it now. It's music, it's graphics, it's bringing dreams to life visually because I'm doing free promo work. And when I tell you I get an idea, I itch. I'll put off doing something that's got consequences just to get this done because I'm in my zone, I'm in my passion. I'm not even getting paid for it. I might get a smell of heart of light from the person that I'm supporting, but they don't owe me nothing. But because I had a little bit of time 
and I'm embracing that I'm living in a different season. I put my excuses to the side about security and what security looks like. Security can look any way it needs to. For me, security and stability is no longer a nine to five. Because I need my time back. Because I need my soul and my passion back. And because of that, I'm getting back to being a well Coretta I haven't seen in ages. Oh my gosh. And it's beautiful. It's even sexy. Come on. Ow. Um, and so, no matter what you're taking away from what I reflected, I hope you take a step back. And I hope you put your hand, your, if you have your hands, if you have your limbs and folks, who um, have different access and abilities and disabilities. Um, pardon the inference, but however you choose to lean and go deeper within yourself to reflect, what is this season asking of you? What is your life evolution and your lifespan asking of you? What you were able to do maybe five years ago, is that the same you? And if it is, great, bravo. But if it's not, what are you going to leverage, trade off? What, what do you need to shift? What's shifting whether you want to go along with it or not? Because that's what I was up against. Everything that was pushing on me, and I meant to go deeper, but I'm not. We'll say that for next time. Sometimes when everything is starting to fall apart, it's because, one, something is signaling for us to get discomfort. And your discomfort, you're going to get nosy and to explore. And your exploration, you're probably going to find that something needs to change. And it's starting to change without you. And it's starting to drag you by your ear. And it's up to you if you want to follow it, if you want to wrap your wrap around it and, and see what that means. It's all up to you. It's all choices. But for me, I chose freedom. And I'll continue to share what freedom looks like because there's, there's a lot of give and take with it. Um, I think one of my favorite things in D.C. is, I think it's the Korean War monument area. And I think, I don't want to mess this up, but I want to say it says something like the cost of freedom isn't free. And if you ever get to Washington, D.C., you will feel it, see it, And it's one of the most impactful feelings because I'm looking at the monument of people giving up the the highest thing that you can give on this side of eternity. And it's your life for the ideal and principle of freedom, whether you agree with it or not. And so you decide what freedom means to you. And you decide how you see the nine dimensions of well-being and wellness. And you decide what is this season asking of you. And what do you want to do about it? Until then, it's been Raider Rainbow. Good to be back in the saddle. Thank you all for continuing to listen. Even when it's been very scarce, navigating a few juggles. But I hope in October to be more consistent as I'll have more bearings under my metaphorically. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting Sister Love. Red Rainbow out.